1: the titles in wwe the original three are unified once more back on the after raw wrestling inc after show i'm excited to get back to it fellas i say the original three but obviously we're the original original three <laughs> but uh speaking of the original raj you're back well, at least back when I'm on at the same time. How you doing, pal?
2: I'm doing well. I was you were all over my TV last night while I was watching WWE <laughs> Evil. <So, laughs> You're uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, you, you did a great job, man. Good job. We were yeah, talking I, about this a little before the show. But yeah, yeah. Those uh that series is really good.
1: It it's re- It was really fun to be a part of, and anyone who hasn't checked it out should definitely check it out on Peacock, but uh, it was really fun. I felt like I got lucky with the two ones I was on, because those were two really good ones. I mean, they were all good, but uh, I think they're going to do a season two. I don't know anything about it, but it feels like it's, getting, it's doing pretty well. Uh, Justin... What was your favorite part about me on WWE for?
3: <laughs> well, I like seeing that hair and, and, the, and the finest HD quality on my 72 inch. And, and I hear the rumor that now that now that you filmed all that and now that it's you know getting uh, released, it's out of the can, it's getting released. Now I hear you're going to you're going to do all the, all, all the workers do. You're going to change up your looks. And they got to book you again, make new new pictures, new action figures. I hear the hairs going long. That's the rumor I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, they're gonna repackage me. I'm gonna be known as just Hal from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna wear uh, overalls
2: and uh, a top hat. I don't know. That's Buff Bagwell. I don't you're, know. That you're happens. wearing a nice suit on that on that show. Yeah, you never dress that nice for this podcast.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, tr- I try to keep it cash with <laughs> hint, you. <Yeah>. Hint.
2: <laughs> uh I'm wearing a collar t shirt here, man.
1: Right, yeah, I got to – I'll I'll spice it up next time. Step it up.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, nice. Oh, Scott
1: Hall tribute shirt.
2: Yeah,
3: that's awesome. I
1: thought that was a – actually, I thought it was a – I thought that was a uh, um, Undisputed Era shirt when I first saw. I thought that was a uh, Adam Cole in the middle there. But uh, Scott Hall, very cool. Very cool. Scott Hall tribute shirt. Did you hear – I don't know if you guys heard this, but I thought this was a cool little – nugget of information that Damien Priest said in an interview recently that Scott Hall did the surfer walks so that people didn't touch him in the middle of the like when he was walking down the aisle that's what he. that's how it started
2: I, 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 I could see that for you know because back then you know in the early 90s they, they had the much narrower aisles you didn't have yeah. the giant ramps and everything back then so whatever he did man it was he made it cool as hell because that's one of those you see someone do it you're like that's Scott Hall
1: Yeah, he said, uh, from what I heard, uh, Damian Priest said it. Yeah, He said uh, what Scott Hall told him was because people like to slap the wrestlers and touch them as they walk down, he would try to walk without anyone touching him. And it just so happens to look like a surfer walk. But it was really just to not let anyone touch him, which is just even more cool now. Scott Hall,
2: layers of coolness. Everything he did was cool. The pointing, you know, the... uh, Yeah. Everything he did. He was the too sweet. I mean, he... uh... He had, a, he had a big influence on so many of the little wrestling mannerisms we do today yeah
1: absolutely um speaking of influence uh, let's uh let's jump into some news now there's some big news we're gonna talk about but I'm gonna make people wait for it because we're gonna start with rampage uh the rampage ratings everyone likes to talk about the ratings on Friday night but Friday night's episode of rampage drew 600,000 viewers on TNT, according to Nielsen via show buzz daily. And that's up 31 and a half percent from the previous week's taped episode, which drew about 456,000 viewers. And that's up point drew a 2.25 in the key demo, which was up 66.66%. Uh, Raj, was is there a reason that you normally when it's like a like a little difference i feel like whatever the rating, no big deal but this is a pretty
2: big shift was this yeah like well i mean they did plug it a lot harder you know the rampage ratings had been kind of falling hard i mean the yeah. week before they did four hundred fifty six thousand uh four hundred twenty five thousand the week before that so they were they were fall, falling and i think tony khan instead of just letting it fall he immediately kind of took the reins it's like okay we need a Put more focus on the show and you know they they bookmarked it with you know uh, opening with daniel brian uh, brian danielson and closing it with john moxley so you have two of their biggest stars you know opening and closing the show so uh it, it worked it worked this week the show was way up and um, next week they got a title match so and it's um, live and it's live yeah uh, uh, this friday yeah so it's uh he's not taking the rampage ratings you know falling Lying down. So this week was a, a really good week for that show. Was, I mean, it's the best number they've done, all, uh, second best number they've done all year for total viewers. in 18 to 49, it was tied with one other episode. Uh, the episode that had uh, on January 28th, it was tied with that for the best 18 to 49 key demo rating this year.
1: Justin, now we're going to talk about a, a certain tweet that uh, got everyone stirred up uh, in a second. But does this mean, do is, does Tony Khan tweeting about the show help the ratings or is that just something that may look a certain way? You know what I mean? Like, does it matter if he tweets? Cause it feels like he tweeted and it got a lot
3: of views. I mean, if he tweets or if he goes on busted open, any, 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 he's consciously talking about his uh, intentions of like, I, Hey, I, I see that numbers are sliding and I want to boost it up. And I think that like, you know, it, it just puts more context to then when they're hammering home on dynamite, these matches they're going to deliver just gives you more context okay like he's trying to back up what he's saying you know i expect even bigger numbers this friday you know this friday will probably be the biggest rampage other than maybe the cm punk debut this friday with the the title match between page and cole and it's live it ought to do really big numbers um let me see him double down let me see does he dare do the world title change on rampage and then okay the week after that I'm pretty sure it's back to tape. Like what happens then? So like, I mean, it's, it's cool that he's, he's acknowledging it. And again, he's putting context to it and he's makes himself so readily available with what he's thinking, which we'll talk about another tweet here in a second. You know, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a line, I guess there, but I mean, mm-hmm. so it's, I mean, there's, there's a line of it being cool, but at the same point, it's like, you can only control so much of how you can control. And like <clears throat> history has shown us if, if your show is not live every week, it's just going to suffer on the weeks that it's not. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what he does this Friday on a live show. And then how do you follow up?
1: It, it is interesting how, even though like my viewing habit, I, I don't really check what the match results are. So for me, watching a taped versus an untaped doesn't really matter. But for some reason, there is a level of interest or lack of interest when I know it's taped, even though the experience technically <laughs> is the same. If, if that makes sense. Yeah,
3: it's it's it goes it's all the years that Smackdown was uh tape. It's just it's just there's just that feeling when you watch something live that anything truly can, like you just don't know until it happens. Like they could have somebody hidden in the bus that they that makes a crazy debut or even stupid things like somebody jumps a barricade or somebody has a crazy ass move and it botches and there's like there's some things that aren't good, but I mean it's just the things that are it's it's that car crash mentality where you can't help but look and you and then but when something's in the can and you know it's only going to get so interesting or so crazy or, I, or God, I would have heard about it. If something really wild happens Yeah, that's, it's kind of the funny thing When SmackDown was sm- taped for all those years, the few times that they would have a tight, like when Jack Swagger, I remember when he won like the world heavyweight title, you knew about it on Tuesday. Once the taping happened, I had more uh, suspense to tune in and see that Friday SmackDown or Thursday, whatever day it was at the that, at that time period than I normally did just because I actually wanted to see something meaningful happen. Um, yeah it's, it's just live versus tape you're always going to get better live yeah i
2: mean i i think you'll see like when there's a one-off show that's taped you know like every, when raw is in the uk or something and and they ha- they have it taped it doesn't affect the rating as much uh, or at all sometimes it's even higher but when it's weekly you have one show that's live and one show that's taped just mentally you know one's the a show and one's the b show and eventually that drags the ratings down we've been seeing that with rampage so i think uh you know, Friday nights, I don't know how much money you want to put into it because it's not the best time slot. And unless they get a better time slot, you know, it's it's is it worth it to to, to put more money into it? But uh, a good number this week and and uh, we'll just have to see it like like Justin said, this week should be even higher and we'll just have to see after that.
1: And uh, SmackDown, on the other hand, they had a live post WrestleMania edition and it drew 2.230 million viewers on Fox, according to Nielsen via Showbuzz Daily. The final number is down f- just under five and a half percent from the previous week's final viewership of 2.359 million. Uh, Friday's WrestleMania SmackDown drew a 0.60 in the key, uh, which was down from last week's 0.61. That to me, actually, I think that's actually pretty good considering the one before that was the lead into WrestleMania. Uh, but Justin, I- am I wrong in thinking that should the post WrestleMania SmackDown still get the same numbers? I, mean, <sighs> I guess they're not hugely different, but
3: um, well, and you have to think too that this WrestleMania was heavy on the Raw side mm-hmm. in terms of things that you're going to get a follow up, like Brock, you know, Brock, Brock wasn't advertised for SmackDown, so like, right, you're not going to have Brock for this follow up SmackDown. You know, Pat McAfee beats Austin Theory and Pat's a SmackDown commentator, but that's kind of done. So, you know, you can tune in here, Pat, you know, brag and be Pat, and which is fun. But, like, other than Roman announcing on Monday that his announcement's going to be on Friday, uh, most of the must-see follow-up for Mania was on Raw. Cody, you know, uh, what's KO going to say? What's Seth Rollins going to do? Uh, RK, bro. Like, you know, so I'm not really surprised. There wasn't a whole lot of juice going into SmackDown. Again, other than, Re- other than Reigns, Um, just wasn't much need to tune into SmackDown. And I also think by the time you get to Friday, um, it just feels like a month,
2: you know, since, uh, you know, it's one thing with raw where it's the night after, but when you're five days out, it no longer feels like the post WrestleMania show, if that makes sense. It's Mm -hmm. not the same as the post Mm -hmm. uh, WrestleMania raw. So, uh, overall, I mean, last week, uh, um, the week before they had the Andre, the giant battle Royal, which did insane numbers in those quarters, Um, so for this to basically be just a little down from last week and not really have anything that big on the show, I thought was a really good number. Um, and you know, year over year, they were basically down a little less than 1% total viewers and 1.6%, uh, with the 18 to 49 key demo rating. So again, being close or, uh, even up from last year is a, is a huge deal. And, and the fact that they're able to do that is, is really good.
1: Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I I think I agree. I think the numbers are pretty good in that regard. Uh, But I think everyone wants to hear us talk about one thing. They want to hear us talk about this, this tweet that Tony Khan sent out and uh, our thoughts on the Twitter bots. Uh, But before we talk about that, I do want to mention that we are partnering with Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage to help you future endeavor all of your debt, get credit cards, car loans and a second mortgage or a second mortgage save with winc.com can help you consolidate all that debt and get you the cash you need get started with just a few clicks at save with W-I-N-C.com. here are more details from tony shivani and we'll see you in 30 seconds
3: Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Shivani here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com.
0: So why don't we get you a plan together today? Let's pay off your house faster. Let's get you out of that credit card debt. Let's get a lower monthly payment. First Family Mortgage can help. Complete the fast and
3: easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon.
1: Save with winc.com. Raj, talk about a partnership with Conrad Thompson.
2: Hey, man. You know, I, I I do some real estate investing and we just recently got a place in Arizona. And he was the first person I contacted when we were uh, getting a mortgage for it. And I was so impressed. I'm like, man, I'd, I'd love to be a part of this. So save with winc.com.
1: Yeah, de- definitely. Everyone should definitely check it out. I also want to check out the. Uh, the interview series, Conrad, will eventually be doing with you, Raj. <laughs>
2: yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, we will see. Okay, so no more teasing. Let's get into this Tony Khan and the WWE <laughs> bot. So there's a little bit of a mouthful to explain what, what happened because it's pretty big. But earlier today, AEW owner and CEO Tony Khan caused a stir on social media when he released a series of tweets suggesting that an independent study... Well, had this just, was Friday. Uh, Friday. Yeah. Sorry. This is the, the article I'm reading, <laughs> the, the, day the article I'm looking at, uh, suggesting that an independent study had shown that most of the staunch anti-AEW community online was not real. Instead, he asserted that it was a small staff running thousands of accounts with the help of several bot accounts. Uh, he said, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts, plus an army of bots to signal boost them con tweeted look closely these aren't real people who would pay for such a wildly expensive thing shortly after running a story on his tweets wrestling inc reached out to tony Khan for clarification on his tweet Khan responded by giving examples to illustrate what he says his expert confirmed during their investigation saying waiting for final study uh but here's what my expert confirmed It's people with real live accounts making posts and then using their bots to manipulate the social channel algorithm by backing them up with engagement made uh, from made up Twitter identity. Social media teams will often fight on this. Bots are great for numbers. And when they're gone, you'll see a dip in digital conversation impressions. Both those were either negative sentiment or not real anyway. For example, I tweet mega mega, uh, Only eats rotten bananas. I throw, say, 18 bots behind it, which takes about five minutes to do. Twitter security can't differentiate when done well. Neither can most social teams. The problem becomes every time people type mega into the search bar because of a real account supported by bots, the first suggested result would be tweets about mega eating rotten bananas. I'm oversimplifying, but that's the five cent version of what's happening.
0: Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
1: Uh, I am not smart enough to understand the, the details of this, but uh, Justin, I haven't heard from you in a while. How do you feel about uh, this tweet? Uh,
3: I mean... In a, in a way it's cool again in a way it's cool that the billionaire that's running a wrestling a national wrestling company uh is is as accessible as he is and as open as he is because you look at his counterpart and, and vince's vince more than ever has gone into a bunker it doesn't you know so like on a way it's kind of cool that he does the interviews and he's he responds to fans and he interacts with the the, the wrestling media but like this just don't you have enough things to do? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> because, because here's the flip side, Tony. And I, I mean, again, I think it's cool that he, but here's the flip side. There are AEW fanatic bots that are out there. You dare say anything that is, that is even deemed as critical or second-guessing <laughs> against why, against how they do something. And there's that same algorithm of uh, attacks that come, you know, to you. So it's like, is is this is this a battle that you want to like in, engage in an independent study? I mean, bots are annoying. They have long since been a thing. Paul Hay- I, I, Paul Heyman used to be. I, I used to, I used to get much more interaction. I don't know, Roger, or, or, uh, you or Jack. If you interact with Paul Heyman on Twitter, like if he retweeted you or he replied to you or whatever, that tweet or whatever that, that you had to him, or he he retweeted, or would be your phone would be going off for days. <laughs> It'd be retweeted by thousands. And liked by all these different, you know, accounts that had no, you know, no picture, or whatever. And I've I never understood the—I mean, I understand it, but I always think it's just ridiculous—the bot game and the, you know, the 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 the, the manufacture the whole situation. You know, control the the algorithms, and what have you, but. I don't know this whole the fact that Tony Khan's even wasting times like you have enough things to do in your day really. <laughs> Tony's quirky, so you
2: know if uh, if Triple H had tweeted that, you know, or or Stephanie McMahon, uh, it would have come across really bad. I think it's just it's just a bad look. You're the CEO complaining about people being mean to AEW on Twitter. I think it's just just grin and bear it. I mean that <laughs> it is what it is. I mean he obviously clearly a suggestion suggesting that wwe is behind it i will say this um i don't know if they are or not i don't know how much of it is true but if you know tony khan said it's an expensive operation so chances are if it's an expensive operation this would elite you know uh there would be people saying oh wwe has a team of you know these people running these bots that are uh tweeting bad stuff about AEW you know a corporation as big as WWE that stuff doesn't really stay that quiet so unless they're under the table paying some firm overseas I don't know (laughs) but uh uh, it just I don't know it's silly and I I just think Tony probably should not have tweeted that he I mean he could have had someone like QT or someone else that's an executive tweet it but kind of stay above above the fray on it because I I think it's kind of a a little bit of a bad look (laughs)
1: I think, yeah, I I like that Tony's kind of feisty on Twitter. I like right. that he is quirky, as you say, and I like that he does this kind of stuff. But I don't know. I feel like the way the world has played out over the past few years and not to go down a whole other rabbit hole, but I feel like the last thing we need is more, this isn't real on social media. This is so, you know, what I mean? us questioning, I don't know. I feel like it just opens up this whole can of worms that makes us start arguing about things that don't matter in the first place. I, it feels very divisive to get into it but it's also kind of like, to Justin's point I, there's there's bots doing everything what do you like what are you going to do like i'm sure there's anti nike bots out there i'm sure there's pro comcast bots out there like what are you going to do there
2: well if you if you go to uh where was i reading this today i think it was on uh the washington post but um uh, they say like 50% of the coronavirus tweets out there are bots and mm-hmm. uh you know, again, I think you want to get rid of bots, you know, have everyone either be a verified account somehow, whether it's giving an ID or a phone call or, or something, and then you get rid of all the, the fake accounts, you know, the, the trolls and, and things like that. But of course, then Twitter loses probably hundreds of millions of users. So, right. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's the way to go about it.
1: I mean, at the very least, say could I could verify you know my twitter account that's all i'm looking for twitter come on where, where are we at here give me give me a blue yeah. check mark already No kidding uh that's what's important um me but you're uh, a tv star you should, I, you, should have, you know I, 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 do you know who i am <laughs>
2: that's that's all you should send them <laughs>
1: you know, why should you be verified don't you know who i am right. <laughs> No, that's why well, you're not verified.
2: Marcus Bagwell hasn't been able to get verified. So, yeah. Go. Well, if he can't get
1: verified, yeah. I mean, he's the stuff. He was
2: in the NWO. He was one of my favorites back <laughs> in the day
1: too. I used to do the Buff Bagwell dance flex. I don't know what you call this shimmy before he'd flex, but uh, I with the hands side to side yeah, with yeah, the big, was,
3: with the big hops to it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I would do that all the time. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to be him for Halloween, but I was like, my arms aren't big enough. I can't pull that off. So, uh but uh speaking of bots uh in the in the chat zook enigma says uh mondays are for the bots
2: right yeah. that's Did you re- Dean, can you put that up
1: oh no i i unstarted it and then uh oh, no. i uh, i went to the so i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and find oh me. i see it here we go got it oh i nope. think we, <laughs> you go ahead. i got it here we go there we go zook enigma mondays are for the bots that's that shirt right there oh, no. uh wrestling inc monday night bots monday night bots uh that's why that's how wwe gets their billion that's how they beat the super bowl with bots
2: yeah there you go
1: i don't know speaking of beating the super bowl and, and getting lots of views i want to take a quick second to thank everyone who's joining us here live today whether it be samantha francisco uh zook enigma who just sent through the super chat thank you so much ta uh whether it be christopher thacker tina miller in the chat always good to see a bernie dc Rin, ricky zaldivar headlock heel night one all you guys thank you so much for joining us live in the chat Also, if you're uh, just watching but not typing, that's cool, too. Hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button. Five-star review if you're listening to the audio version. And leave a nice little comment in the uh, audio versions as well. Those are always fun for us to read. Um, I think it's time for us to chat about what I thought was a fantastic episode of Raw, but that doesn't surprise anybody, I'm sure. Whoa. Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Not quite stupendous, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the
2: most fantastic WrestleMania backlash buildup raw
1: we've ever
2: seen. Man, I thought I like I like the first hour for the most part. I thought it started really good. Then I just got tired, and then it was just kind of the same old, same old. Um, I mean, the, the matches were good. You know, the, the Street Profits uh, versus the Usos was really good, but it didn't feel important. And uh, y- you know what? The biggest month that WWE drops in in the ratings. Oh, year over year over year one of the worst months for them is may and that's mm-hmm. because they just have that creative loss after wrestlemania and instead of keeping this momentum going they got a ton of momentum last week they're you know best ratings they've been doing uh ultra successful wrestlemania show and instead of kind of keeping that momentum going it just kind of fizzles away and they don't build on it and uh and they do that all the time we will have a legends night or raw 25 and they don't shoot like big angles to keep people hooked into the next week. And I just feel like tonight there wasn't anything really that hooks me on to next week.
1: Yeah, Justin, uh, just from the overall standpoint, uh, get your thoughts. I kind of, to an extent agree with what Raj is saying with the first hour head and shoulders above the other two. Uh, it mm-hmm. almost felt like they said, we want the first hour to be great. And then after that, we'll figure it out.
3: Yeah, it was a hot start. And they even promoted that, you know, that you know, you're going to get the match with Cody and Miz at the start of the second hour so like they gave you a you know time stamp destination of, of for that yeah and there was there was it was rich there was there was a there was a, a it was deep a lot of depth to the first hour and 15 minutes of of, you know we'll touch on everything from Cody to you know Ezekiel to Veer to you know like uh, Lashley like I mean it was all there's plenty of stuff to digest but then yeah, after that it was just kind of like all right well now we have the other half to fill and you know that was a lot more of you know, entrance, video package, commercial come back, you know, it, just a lot of things just to kind of kill segments off, you know, they got to do 15 is just crossing them off, and uh, to Raj's point, yeah, May is always a drop for them, it, it's like, they, you know, they work so hard, everybody's going to be all hands on deck to Mania, and then after Mania, it's like, that's like the holiday time at that point, it's everybody who wants to get married, everybody who wants to take a vacation is requested to do it now, you know, and then traditionally, usually around May, they they would go and do one of the European tours, which is great for business in Europe, but it's not always the most interesting thing for TV and in their, if they're tape shows and, and what have you. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I've long said, I know that they tout, and I know as long as Vince is alive, it'll always be the the, 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 the train that never stops in the entertainment world. Pro wrestling, WWE, just even six weeks of an offseason. Let Mania happen. Even just six weeks of just a reset after that. Uh, Mania, Mania goes off the air. That's your big cliffhanger. Come back and tune in in six weeks, where we pick up for the next season, and and, and you mm-hmm. see what I mean. That that six weeks would just do wonders for everybody's health, there physically and mentally, and just take a rest, recharge, pick it back up.
1: I think yeah. even if you had like NXT fill in, like not, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of like a spring season kind of thing or whatever, where even if you have like the people who maybe haven't made it yet just get time to be on shows if you need to do shows mm-hmm. and you do a mini six week loop of I don't know well there could be there stuff. could be yeah,
3: there could be plenty of content that could be in the can they could do from stuff they tape in NXT from stuff they tape with NXT UK uh, even good God Her the amount of th- the documentaries the amount of things that they film on the road to mania between rumble and mania the amount the amount of things they are filming behind the scenes I mean you know, a few years ago when they were still in the Thunderdome situation, they could have rolled out and shown you the different parts of the undertaker documentary, the last ride. And that would have been more exciting than some of the Thunderdome stuff that we got. Like I, you could definitely feel like maybe six weeks, maybe you know, six weeks is long, maybe six two, maybe even four or three. Even that would just do wonders of a reset. I was thinking even like,
1: cause I was at WrestleMania and I was thinking, even if you just gave us one week off, like give people one week off to sort of breathe a second. But I, to the point i feel like you could even do a week of uh like a week of the draft and a week of pre-draft retreat almost like football where you've got people talking about different wrestlers and where they could go and what they could do where how are they going to end up and hype it up i don't know but um, yeah. yeah
2: i mean ideally i mean they have their their contracts and right now and i, I remember with fox they were really nervous about you know when the, when the pandemic first started they were really worried about not Delivering a live show every week, like they're contract, you know, contractually obligated to. So it would have to be something that was reworked. But I agree, man. You know, the one year where they saw a lot of growth after WrestleMania uh, was 98 with Steve Austin. And they just put the pedal to the metal after that WrestleMania, instead of, you know, just doing rematches and 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 you know, just laying back, they put the pedal to the metal, and that was their hottest summer. Uh, it wasn't the highest-rated summer because it started the snowball building, but that was the biggest growth they've they've experienced, and it just shows you build you use that WrestleMania momentum and just you know plow forward as opposed to just doing the same old same old.
1: Which is basically, I guess, the bummer of WrestleMania backlash is it's literally saying we're going to do WrestleMania again. <laughs> what it's yeah. what it kind of implies, which is a bummer because I feel like WrestleMania, uh, the idea of a we're going to finish off a few things from WrestleMania kind of, it's kind of nice to have that. Like it'd be nice to have the AJ follow up or whatever that the stuff that feels like there's a little more to be done, but in any case, uh, yeah, you talk about the build of the summer and when you build to the summer, things get hot When things get hot. You got to uh, trim up a little bit, which reminds me of one of our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC20. Uh, we love the manscaped products here. We use them all the time. I use them all the time. Uh, but uh, how about you? Raj, take it away. Tell me about, tell me a personal story about your uh <laughs> your manscaped. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I, I mean, they literally like have everything now. It's not just the lawnmower uh, 4.0. Now they have body spray, lip balm, uh, the, the body deodorant shorts, for the armpits,
3: the deodorant. Great smell of deodorant.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's everything. It's a whole package to, to, to groom yourself, take care of yourself, make yourself look good, smell good. Uh, and I've been using it for years. And, you know, it's, it's one of those I'll, I tell my friends, I'm not, you know, we're not, I'm not getting anything out of it, but I, I tell everyone, you know, Manscaped is the way to go, clean it up, <laughs> clean it up on aisle five. <laughs> uh, so Manscaped has a full
1: package you need for spring cleaning this year. The performance package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Do we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool, equipped with an LED light, so you know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air. With the Weed Whacker, this nose and ear hair trimmer provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, and the Crop Reviver spray-on toner for your balls keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Finish off your grooming routine with the with the plow 2.0 the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face because if you're using the lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face you're doing it wrong boys. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped is partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and so clean this spring and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life that's it that's All it. Right? that's, that's it. i i'm gonna just break the fourth wall here i like to not read that until we're on the air and just do i i have no idea what i'm gonna say until i say it and it it just cracks me up Wait,
3: so that was the first that was the first time you read the script was then
1: that was the first time i read the script
3: <laughs> see i'm the opposite when we get it in our email i get so giddy to read the next copy because it always cracks me up i'm like and i, and I i'm, I'm inevitably i'm i'm always in public when i read it too i haven't gotten the face shaver yet i gotta try that
1: yeah i I haven't gotten that one yet either i'm definitely uh i'm definitely gonna have to give that one a try as it says if you're using it for both you're missing the point right uh, You're doing like, it
3: all wrong.
1: Doing it all wrong. Something that was done right, I believe, was this opening promo for Raw this week. Uh, the most underrated suit game in the business, The Miz comes out and talks about how he could be the one to beat Cody before the American Nightmare comes out. Uses every firework they have, and we have Miz TV. After some wordplay, we get Cody Rhodes staking claim to Roman Reigns' title, and we hear about how Rollins will get a rematch uh, at WrestleMania Backlash. Justin, I thought this was one of their best opening segments in years.
3: Well, how about Absolute. you, Scott? Yeah, no, I agree. This really was. Um, you know, this it, it, is kind of a cool just visual here. I mean, again, Cody, and it's going to be this for a little bit still. Um, he's still going to be the guy who's back to WWE from AEW. And, you know, still opposite him the ring on the mic the miz who who's more wwe than the miz so there, there is just a, and then i don't know if it was intentional or if we got to see a little just improvisation but twice miz corrected him you know it's not it's not it's not a belt belt hold up your pants it's it's a title That's a famous vince uh, edict <clears throat> we don't say belt we say title and, and, and no they're not wrestlers or superstars
0: mm-hmm.
3: whether it was intentional or not it was the perfect kind of just reminder of like, oh, you're back in our world. Um, and, and certain fans might have not got those if, if you're maybe a more casual fan. But for those who did, it, it, it actually helped push this promo along. So great.
1: the Yeah, the little wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the differences between where Cody came from to WWE now, uh, I thought was fantastic. And uh, I think Miz was the perfect fit for his first match back, but well, to Raw. Uh, but, Raj, my question to you is, everyone loved Cody. Can he keep doing this for another year and still get the kind of reaction he's getting? Or is this something that's kind of a honeymoon period?
2: Well, I, you know, I had, I had actually tweeted this earlier, but I feel like so far we're, it's really early. But so far, I feel like it's been a slam dunk so far with how they book Cody. Um, with his return being a surprise, even though so many people figured it was coming the way they did it, it was, it was excellent. I thought the, the Miz Promo tonight was great. I thought this was the best thing on the show. It was mm-hmm. uh, this promo. So yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the Miz was great here. Uh, Cody was uh, Cody was great. Is he the only one that gets pyro? No one else had pyro, right? Um,
1: Rollins and AJ had pyro. Okay. Gotcha. But I only noticed that because I was wondering the same thing. I was like, hey. did he really blow the budget? <laughs> Cause he did <laughs> a lot of pyro.
2: Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, I thought this was great. This was again, so, you know, a lot of times the highlight of the show doesn't have to be a wrestling match. And this for me was the highlight of the show.
1: Everyone I saw a lot of hate on Twitter about his match being with the Miz and them saying, Oh, look where look what happened to Cody Rhodes. He came back, he has the thing with the Miz. This felt like the perfect matchup. I mean, we'll talk about the match later, but to to, to Justin's point earlier and everything, I thought this was just a fantastic way to start the show.
2: Um, it's a TV so, so match. So far, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, it's one thing if it's SummerSlam and it's him and the Miz, but it's a TV match. So I thought it was, you know, I thought it was what it should have been.
1: I also think you kind of need a. Everyone says they like long term storytelling, but then they're like, how come he didn't win the title his first day? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you need to like, he needs some like baby rivalries to build up to the big match, I think, before he get, gets there, you know, uh, I yeah. would think. But we'll see. Uh, someone who who uh, is in a bit of a, a baby rivalry himself, I guess, is a uh, transition here. Veer is taking on Dominic Mysterio in a match where. Uh, real
2: quick, Cody Cody won that match. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you say that or did I? miss We haven't that? got to the match we yet. We haven't got to the match. Yet. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> sorry. Cool,
1: cool. It's we'll, we'll get there, Raj. Don't. <laughs> Long term storytelling. <laughs> we'll
3: get there. Raj is giddy to talk about that match. Uh, I'm on edge
1: you know uh we have uh i mean we waited so long for veer he's here and now you just want to skip right over his match here with dominic um my takeaways with this and uh roger we'll start with you on this one dominic came out alone no Rey mysterio with him uh which i thought was interesting and i actually liked our commentary talked about how this kind of attack mm-hmm. is something you had to plan for a very long time sort of in a roundabout way explaining why it took so long for veer to get there um Do you think uh, this is the right presentation for Veer so far?
2: I I mean, I don't like it just because I feel like it's just kind of the stereotypical. He's kind of like a cross between Umaga and the bad guy from Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. You, You know, it's like they kind of mesh those two characters. Whereas if you look at Veer on his social media with the suits and... And everything he looks like, you know, he looks like a million bucks. So I'd rather see that Veer. Uh, I, I find that, and there's a Disney movie based on him in real life. And uh, Corey Graves, you know, made mention of his million dollar arm. The name of the Disney movie is called Million Dollar Arm. True story about Veer uh, being drafted to to Major League Baseball. I think it's Major League Baseball, uh, or yeah. maybe it was, it was minor
3: league. it's to the Pirates, system here okay. in Pittsburgh.
2: Okay, yeah. So uh, you know, i would I, much rather see that, but I thought Veer looked good. Uh, he, he, I thought he looked impressive. He could move. He's a big dude, and um, yeah, I thought he was really impressive. I have told you told me about the million dollar arm movie,
1: but then since then, I've told probably personally five people, and every one of them goes, "Really? Like why?" And there's always this like, "Why haven't they mentioned that?" But right. I can't, I can't give them an answer because I don't know why they don't mention outside of the clothesline, but. Uh, I agree. I, I like his, his, he's so cool on Twitter. Like he, he dresses cool and everything else, but I guess if I was a kid, I'd probably love Veer, uh, but, or I'd hate Veer, if you know what I mean. Like he'd be a good character. for me, But, uh, but Justin Dom just gets stretchered out. Uh, no Ray Mysterio by his side, by his side. Uh, does this mean anything for Ray or is he just sort of collateral damage in this? What is clearly a Ray Mysterio Veer rivalry?
3: Well, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what the deal is with Ray. I mean, maybe, again, if you know, Mania's done, he's <clears throat> going to go back home and rest. But this is big that Dom gets uh, stretchered out. Because, I mean, it tries to put some impact on what Veer's doing here in his first official match uh, since he's, you know, finally debuted. A- and then, you know, Dominic gets stretched out. I mean, you know, we kind of all, I think, kind of collectively even, you know, is Dominic hanging with it? Is is he ready for the spot? Is, he re- is Especially is he ready for a spot as a singles guy without his father? Uh, So him getting stretched out might be a way of writing him off of Raw for a time being, you know, whether he whether he goes NXT or he just takes a hiatus from Raw and we'll have to see. But I thought, you know, they don't do the whole stretcher bit nearly as much as they used to. So the fact they did, um, I definitely took notice. It's still too early to say, you know, the verdict being out for Veer. I mean, this time of year again is just notorious for, you know, whether you're looking at Veers or Rybacks or lord tense is like post mania who's a new heel that we can heat up and try to see if they get over and and we'll throw the again we'll have them come in and dominate you know so it's 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 still still too early but he definitely got a reaction continuing to apply that submission and then again stretching dominic out so it was a good this is so far good start
1: um it's z in the chat sent says uh it was different seeing Dom solo tonight, but always same repeat storyline with Ray and Dom. you hurt my boy, disrespected my family, I'm coming for you, et cetera uh Roz, does does this is this something that needs to change? Could this be a chance for maybe Dom gets hurt on Raw and then winds up on nXt later or something along those lines?
2: I think Dom needs it. he needs to go to nXt um or something uh. He- you know, I mean, they they basically treated him like a job guy this week and last week. The Miz beat him in what like thirty seconds. Um, this was supposed to be Ray tonight, and he was nowhere to be seen. So I, I'm not sure, you know, what happened there. Uh, if there's more to it, but um, yeah. yeah, I thought uh, Dom could use. Uh, it's weird because they have someone like Adam Cole, you know, in NXT for years and years and years, and Dominic they just bring him straight up onto the main roster with uh, who would never wrestle professionally. So I think yeah. he could use NXT. I think he needs a change in his presentation, maybe a mask, something. But uh, he he definitely needs uh, he needs some work.
3: Well, I'm sure part of that Dominic being, I'm sure that was part of Ray. I'm sure that was a, that was a negotiating chip.
2: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, for
3: sure.
1: Um. So we we continue on and we see AJ Styles in a hallway and he says, "If you talk about my family, you got to throw hands." And he attacks Damian Priest. Uh, They end up having a match, and it's another good one, which isn't surprising because AJ always has good matches, and so does Damian Priest. Of course, it ends with what has to be Raj's favorite part of the night. Damian Priest (laughs) kneels down, looks to the sky, and the lights go out. Uh, Justin, let's let's forget about that part for a second, (laughs) right? That last part, that last bit.
3: It's funny you said that because I had the same thing. I'm like, oh, Raj is loving this magic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was the only thing I was thinking about. It's like if Lily comes out, I'm gonna be so excited because Roger's gonna be so angry.
3: I almost texted him a gif of of, of of priestess kneeling down in the ring just to, just to fuck with him.
1: <laughs> I would I would have talked to you about his presentation and how we I felt like it was kind of weird how he's doing the good side, bad side thing, but it feels like it's actually now that he's saying he's chosen the dark side, I kind of feel like his presentation's cool again. Is that just me or? Uh, what are your thoughts on this evil Damian Priest?
3: No, I agree. The the biggest thing I, I made note of to myself is this, you know, it, it's a term that gets thrown around. Uh, you know, Bruce Pritchard says this term a lot, but it's that fresh coat of paint and it, it, it's not a, it's not a heavy we're not on a whole different side of the color wheel. Uh, it, it's just a, a little bit of update. Little things to his uh, his, his brig attire. Yeah, like you said, he, he he's chosen his side. Obviously, you know, um, we didn't see Edge tonight, but you know, we know he's, he's associated with Edge, so it's just a, it's the slightest fresh coat, and this feels good. Um, I'm not sure what, we're, what, what I'm not sure what the finish or lack thereof of the match is supposed to be indicating, like that his finisher move is lights go out. We're going to commercial. I don't know, like what is right. what? <laughs> That was the weirdest
2: finish I, I've seen in a long time. Where like he just <laughs> sits in the middle of the ring while AJ's outside of the ring, sits blue lights come on. <laughs> And then that's it. They don't even go back to the match after commercial. Right. There was no there was no count out, no decision. He just sits in the middle of the ring, the lights go out, there's purple light in the ring, and that's it. it
3: and and to, and to take it a step further, it's not like the lights go out and AJ disappears into like purgatory. They come back and he's he's all pissed off backstage. So it's like, well, you know, at least make him disappear into the ether for a week. Right, right. Because
1: it made me think about, like, if you're in the arena, please let us know uh, in the chat or in a comment or something. Like, what happened? Did did Damien go? the lights are out, and just go, goodbye, and just, like, walk (laughs) away? Like, what? How did that actually play Uh, out? How are we supposed to? I I don't really understand how I'm supposed to understand what happened there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He probably, he looked at the hard camera. They cut to commercial. Lights came back up. And then they uh, rolled a video on the Tron for everybody to watch about a WB shop discount code. That's probably <laughs> what happened, right. something along those lines.
2: So, I, yeah, I thought that I thought the match was really good until that ending. And I, I'm like, wait, wait, did I miss something? Like, was there a finish that I missed? And and uh, I was just looking away, and no, it was yeah. just. I hope they don't do that again. Like all of his matches uh, going forward end that way because that would really suck. But yeah, uh, that'd be the weirdest.
1: Finish I hate you with the commercial breaker.
2: Yeah, I'm all cool. I know I'm cool with Edge and Damien Priest with this new faction. I think it looks cool. Uh, but if they start going the Undertaker route, I think that's going to be weird. Like all of a sudden they have magic. You know, it's like since Alexa Bliss doesn't have magic anymore, they they, they got to find someone that has it. But I think that would just really suck. But you, you present you know, Edge and Damien Priest and Tommaso Ciampa and Rhea Ripley and whoever else uh, as just this Badass group and it could be really cool.
1: I like I'd be okay if the magic was at a point of like the lights go out and then they come back on and there's a new member there right. that attacked. I'm like, okay, I get that. I, I get what that's doing. But yeah, this was just like it felt like someone was supposed to come out and they never did. So they just said, never mind. <laughs> they just <laughs> went to the back. It was yeah, it was weird. But uh we'll see. I have a quick question and just I want to throw this to you. The crowd loves AJ. My question to you is is does the crowd love AJ because of how things went with Edge or do you think the the crowd just was tired of booing AJ because it feels like i even when he was a bad guy how do you, i felt like how do i i don't really hate this guy he's great
3: yeah think- he's yeah he's such a baby face i uh, most of the crowd just does not want to boo him he tries he can cut a heel promo he really can but he the way he performs the credibility has nobody he's probably like right there next to he's kind of like they're next to Ray in the sense of like, they they just don't want to boo him, you know? So, I mean, again, he's pulled it off, you know, the most notable back when they were building to him and Taker, obviously the right when the pandemic hits, everything kind of went crazy, but I mean, he really tried to dig personal and really obviously bring his A game against, you know, the almighty Undertaker for a WrestleMania match. I mean, he can do it, but yeah, people, he's, he's just, you just don't, don't force them. Let him, it's so hard to get really good baby faces anyways, this day and age. So when you have one in your lap, don't squander. It.
1: That's what I always think. Let me, let
3: me love people. Don't let me,
1: don't make it hard. Don't, don't take the people I like and then make it hard for me to like them. But, uh, speaking of people, they like Cody Rhodes had his first match on raw in seven years, six years. I can't remember what they said, but a long time. It's been a while. And, uh, it was against the Miz, uh, again, lots of fireworks and, uh, Cody Rhodes comes out hard fought win after the match. Rollins is back out there and he's kind of back to the best version of Rollins. The, the, the crazy one. And uh, they're confirmed. They're going to have a match at WrestleMania backlash. Uh, question in the uh, super chats, by the way, from uh, Christopher Thacker, who asks how long until Cody gets a
2: title Raj, will throw that one to you. I mean, you don't, you don't want to push him too hard too fast because then you'll get fans turning on him too. Uh, but uh, there is a honeymoon period where you want to strike when the iron's hot as well. But uh, you know, I, you don't have many main event guys. So I don't think Cody should go after the US title or the Intercontinental title or anything like that and just kind of keep his focus in the world title and who you knows, maybe SummerSlam.
1: SummerSlam sounds right to me. I'd like, I'd like to see that. Um, oh, I, I uh, where did that comment go? I, I unstart it before uh, there go, before I could take it away. Okay, there we go. I'm uh, I'm driving the ship, guys. Uh, everyone watching this, I'm figuring this out, but uh, but Justin, I want to talk to you. This was, I, I know we we talk about how you gotta you know have main events for different hours and things like that, but I was a little shocked that this was the hour one main event so to speak the nine o'clock and not the actual show main event here this felt like it should be closing the show right
3: i i kind of felt the same yeah i mean you, you start with the opening promo uh it was a good piece of work we talked about it. yeah being hold people on uh to the end I, I don't know why they felt the need to put this as a start of the second hour especially then it was weird too we see within an, a matter within less than an hour we see cody's full-blown entrance twice mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of weird um the I mean, crowd pop both times so i guess that's all that matters but yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm not sure why they went in this route versus, you know, having the tag situation uh, occupy the bulk of the third hour. Maybe they just felt it was, I guess, as we see the tag division thing, maybe it, is, it, it all had to flow together. So it would have been, but I mean, again, I think you could have that just be the start of the second hour. I, I don't know. But yeah, this, the Cody, Cody easily your biggest attraction right now on Monday. It's the freshest thing. Why would you not just try to hold on? But I also wonder too, we always talk about how the third hour is the worst hour in viewership. Or like the viewership is always going down hour to hour to hour. I wonder if they've just come to accept that on a Monday night from 8 to 11, they're not going to be able to do much of anything that's going to be able to get that third hour to be the highest. So I wonder if they have kind of take like a took, took like a Saturday night's main event approach where they just front load the show with the first hour, hour and a half or things that are going to have a lot of progression. And then for those who are still sticking around, You'll get a good match. You'll get a good couple matches, what have you. But I, that kind of feels like in the last year, it's been more of the approach that that has happened is that the first hours, the more. That, that's what they send out Brock. That, anytime they have a big attraction, it's all front-loaded. Very rarely do they make you wait to the final segment to see the, those type of things.
1: I, I wonder if there's a level of them saying we the crowd will burn out also live, and we don't want Cody coming out to a burned-out crowd and him not getting a reaction and kind of damaging the way he's perceived on TV.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's to Justin's point with Saturday night's main event, you know, Saturday night live, they put, you know, the big stuff up. I mean, yeah, they put the big stuff on first because uh, you want the biggest number possible uh, early on. So I, I think that's why I, I feel like they've been doing this for years. I remember with when Matt Morgan used to be on this podcast, I'd always, and even Vince Russo when he used to be on, I'd, I'd say it just feels like they've conceded that third hour and uh they're like it's not gonna do well so we're not gonna really try it and last week was kind of an exception they had roman reigns on last but outside of that just
3: say nothing (laughs) to say tune into smackdown it's not yeah it's not like a big like huzzah moment happened you know right
1: yeah he did literally come out (laughs) and say tune into smackdown
3: it was was a troll main event segment it was really you know yeah um
1: so, yeah, kind of interesting there. But overall, I thought it was good stuff. But then we get into the second hour of the show where Tommaso Champa makes his debut and the internet explodes because Champa's name did not change. It's going to be the same. Yet. Yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but speaking of name changes, Ezekiel comes out and he and Kevin Owens continue to argue about whether or not he's actually Elias. Champa says that he's Ezekiel. But I don't know, to me it sounded more like he was messing with K.O., but now K.O. wants to know why no one else sees it, and he later in the night says, I want to put Ezekiel up to a lie detector test. Uh, this, Justin, this to me feels like kind of the Attitude Era silliness kind of stuff that's stupid but kind of fun. Maybe it's... Uh,
3: no. <laughs> no, it's definitely silly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a different approach to the fact that they are... Uh, having Ezekiel be on the babyface side of the fence so far, it's a different approach because they're trying to go with comedy. And, and so far it seems like, and we, we've only had a very small sample size, but it seems like people are kind of like, haha they They like the fact that Kevin Owens is the antagonist in this and, and having him be the uh, the butt of the joke, essentially. So, so far, so good. Lie detector test next week. That'll be a big thing. If it's done live in the ring in front of the crowd, that'll be a big test of like, how can they hold this is the crowd hanging on to this um i again i guess it's better than just trying to have ezekiel come out and tell everybody while he's while he's tell everybody why he's the better younger brother and it'd be like a heel promo and everybody boo cheap heat so it's 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 a unique approach to have him as a baby face but this this could this could go downhill quickly uh depending on how it's written next week
2: do you guys really think they have this big plan for Ezekiel that they've planned out for where where this is going to go over the next yeah. you know
1: It's been longer it's
3: months. it's been about as long if not longer than Veer coming so I would hope to god they thought something out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, they've got a they've got it all written in pen throughout WrestleMania, the <laughs> yeah. next WrestleMania. Yeah, this And it has
3: been etched in stone on a cave yeah. wall somewhere. Yeah, don't
2: you don't, yeah. you don't you know Raj? this is definitely <laughs> <set in> stone. <laughs> I mean, t- jack to your point I thought Kevin Owens was really good in this uh Ezekiel I don't get it I don't I don't find it funny um maybe KO can make this work but it just feels like they took everything that made Elias a star and <laughs> removed it and he kind of looks like just another wrestler now uh whereas he really stood out before and I don't know I just feel like uh this isn't a step in the right direction for him
1: well let me let me get your opinion on this speaking of standing out is it a bad sign that Tommaso Ciampa's first appearance on Raw had two guys step in front of him and basically do their bit with him in the back?
3: Uh, it doesn't scream big plans for him.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Ciampa fan, but watching, like, watching that, I was like, I don't know if that's the best way to be presented day one is as the guy who's standing there while the other two guys do their thing.
2: Yeah, it almost felt like, at, you know, after they wrote the show, they're like, oh, shit, we forgot about Ciampa. Let's write him in somewhere. And, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Well, hopefully they find something for him. Uh, and someone
1: who found a spot this week was Liv Morgan, who um, faces Naomi. The tag team match was canceled because they said Ripley's in protocol. Uh, quick one with Naomi getting the pin after that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called right now, but, like, when they do the trading pins bit which i thought was actually kind of cool because that never leads to a finish but it did this time um it looks like they're trading wins as they uh lead to a collision course for the titles justin i thought it was uh interesting that they said rhea ripley's in protocol and didn't just say she's not cleared or something like that
3: and i and i think i heard jimmy say that jimmy smith did he did you just say protocol or did he say covid protocol i think he said protocol i, I, I said, he said covid, COVID protocol Oh, maybe because when I hear protocol, you know that could be there's COVID protocol, there's concussion protocol. So like, uh, I miss, I I, I called it, but I didn't catch the full, fo- and I saw people speculating what he meant. So, um, but yeah, that, the protocol is not normally a word that I think that they use. You know, that's so that that is kind of uh, an eye if eye racing.
1: If only the Miz was there to correct him. Uh, but uh, but I just I, I, Jimmy Smith.
3: Oh, uh, she's at a hospital right now. Uh,
1: no, that's <laughs> a medical local way. medical facility. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> um, but the, Raj, Liv Morgan beat Sasha Banks on Friday, which I thought made her look great. Naomi beats Liv today, which means Naomi beat the person that beat Sasha Banks, which I think makes Naomi look good in a way. Uh, in a way, it makes sense. I think that everyone sort of looks good in this case.
2: I'm not a fan of just trading wins back and forth because ultimately then none of it means anything. Um, like I, I thought it was a bad idea to have Sasha lose in the first match, you know, that they have as the women's tag team champions. I feel like, you know, they got a little momentum, play it out. You could do this. I know why they did it. You could do this live versus Rhea match down the road. And in a couple of weeks, it doesn't have to be, it didn't have to be tonight. Granted, it didn't end up happening. They already announced it for next week. So I think that's with, with the COVID. Um, even if you got it, they they kind of figure you'll be fine by the next week. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I just think it it just it just feels like nothing. It just kind of wipes away any momentum Liv had from beating Sasha. And I don't know, it doesn't make me excited to see this uh this tag title match.
1: Well, that um we'll see how that continues to play out. But uh Ron Taylor in the chat says Ezekiel looks like the genius Lanny Pofo. So Papo,
3: <laughs> which is ironic because obviously Lenny Papo is a real-life brother of Macho Man, and prior to Ezekiel, when Elias is Elias, there was apparently pitches to re, you know, redo his look, and Vince supposedly said no, he looks too much like Macho Man. All right. He <laughs> <So.
1: laughs> just can't win, Ezekiel. Uh So. Uh, VIP lounge comes up. Bobby Lashley comes out and takes over everything. Omos Mm -hmm. comes out looking like seven feet tall pile of money. MVP says that he made Bobby Lashley. Lashley says he's going to chop down Omos. And then after he's coming for MVP, Justin, this feels like sort of. I like it because it Mm -hmm. it works, but it also feels sort of one on one. Yeah, no, it's a
3: yeah, yeah, it's very one on one. The whole the formatting was a little bit weird, too. Like they come. They're promoting the VIP lounge, and then here comes Lashley, and and it seemed like it was a last minute change. If you actually go back and watch, if you DVR or whatever, you can go back and watch as they're coming in for the the drone shot or the overhead shot or whatever for Lashley to come out. Pa- stage hands are rushing real quick to get some pyro stuff set up. They're rushing off. They never did the pyro. There's certain protocols of like making sure bodies are cleared out of the way, so they didn't fire probably out of a precaution. And then like even commentary was like, "We're supposed to have the VIP lounge, but now Lashley's out." They're like it felt like something really weird had happened last minute on the fly. They decided to <clears throat> rebook reformat how this goes. Uh, so that kind of caught my attention that it was just not just, it seemed out of sorts, but yeah, the promo exchange between the two of them, I mean, I guess it gives a little bit of, you know, okay, why is MVP turned on him? But as you said, it's nothing groundbreaking. You know, it's all, you know, you need, I, I'm responsible for your greatness lashes. like, no, you're just a, a leech hanger on. So now I'm going to go through your new meal ticket. That is Omas. So it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that, but, I I, I kind of feel like I've already seen Omas. I've seen him toss Lashley around. Then I've seen Lashley quickly be like all of a sudden come out of nowhere and beat him. I I don't I don't know how much more I really want to see out of these two. It's kind of the the problem, but
1: right. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of in the same boat. I don't really know what would be different about the next time they match up. Right. uh, Raj, anything to take away from this one? Uh, No, I I, I got nothing on this one. I, I think almost looks cool in the suit.
2: I feel like it matches his personality more. Yeah, I just don't know. Lashley is a, a as a baby face. I, I just feel like he should just stay intense and not be playing to the crowd. I don't know. It just makes him le- look less badass to me. But um, but you know, overall, I thought this was yeah, it was kind of by the numbers. But I thought it was. This, I thought it was still good. I thought uh, MVP was really good in this segment. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we get a promo with. Theory, uh, who has been promised
1: title opportunities and getting one against Finn Balor next week. I think we all saw that coming. Uh, but Raj, he's also no longer Austin Theory. He's just Theory. Uh, again, I feel like this is a name drop that we all sort of saw coming
2: eventually, right? I Gosh, this Theory. I, it, you know, it's one thing if you, if you have a name like Rusev or or Cesaro, those, like, you know, they sound like pretty cool names. But Theory, I, I think this name change just sucks. I, th- I think it's terrible.
3: It sounds like a new underground rapper Hey, on Theory. It does, yeah. it? <sighs> <laughs> you <know.
2: laughs>
1: Have you heard of l- Theory out of Atlanta?
3: <laughs> it's longer. I mean, we, I mean, I think we all joked for the longest time, especially once he started being Vince's new protege. <laughs> They're like, oh, this name. Oh, we can't have two. Austin Theory is not going to be in the ring getting be beat up by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can't have two Austins in the same segment, you know, can't have Chad Gable and Gable Stevenson. Like these are all no no's. So I am surprised it took this long for them to drop the Austin for him just to be theory, but yeah, the uh the, the first yeah. last name curse continues.
1: Yeah, to and Ross, to your point, that I think it's it's just anytime a, a name is another word for something like Riddle is also weird. Just call the guy Riddle because right. it sounds like he's the Riddler or something it sounds like he's a a guy who tries to play tricks on you or theory also feels like he's some kind of, yeah I don't know those are weird but if it's yeah but I mean I, I also feel like I kind of expected this so it doesn't really shock me just like I was kind of expected Finn Balor to get or him to get a
2: shot against Finn Balor so yeah it's just weird it's five months after he's been <laughs> like paired with Vince McMahon or whatever they decide but, to do this but I guess it, do- it did
1: happen after WrestleMania, so maybe that's their logic.
2: Another yes. rapper. I just don't, I just, I don't know. WrestleMania headline by theory, you know, it mm. just doesn't, uh, it doesn't sound like a, a main event name. That the is other- a weird, like, theory versus mm. riddle. Well,
3: and the other, the other end of it, too, like, we joked, like, I joked about them eventually dropping it, which now they've done it. <clears throat> Another part of me also thought they might add something, because, like, they always make a big thing of, like, Austin Theories, he's the ATL, and, like, you have, you have Atlanta Atlanta's ATL. You have Austin Theory's AT. So I thought they might try to find like an L to add to Austin Theory so it was a play off of the acronym. Like I I don't know, just that they you know, that's it's in his whole hand gestures and everything. So bottom line, I've been waiting for them to alter something, and now they've altered it. Now he's just the underground rapper known as Theory.
1: Yeah. I've definitely learned that don't get attached to names. Just get used to it. It's gonna everything. You're you're, sure. na-
3: you're now just farmer.
1: I'm just farmer. Yep. And I'm going to have to walk out with a slot bucket and overalls. Uh, so uh, uh, we had a, a pair of segments here that, again, I think Roz really was interested in. Uh, Akira Tazawa and Reggie uh, had their bachelor party and we're having a good time. until our truth says, the title isn't safe with the bachelorette party. Let's head over there. And they head over there, and Los Lotharios are there, and Nikki Ash tries to get the title. We get get her slid across the bar, which always makes me excited. But R-Truth says that no one can go after Dana Brooke until after R-Truth does a double wedding with them
2: next week. Raj, what are you wearing to the wedding? (laughs) <laughs> you're looking at it gosh this thing this felt like i mean this is where i really started to get tired and just lost interest in the show um this felt like it went on for hours it just this segment would not end it just man i'm so done with the 24 7 thing i have been for for years so um everything i have is just super negative on this segment i thought it sucked.
1: <laughs> uh I yeah. thought it was a fun break. I, I think if it weren't for everything else happening, like some of the other stuff slowing down, this would be a fun break. But uh, I get, I get why it felt like a little bit of a drag.
3: WWE loves to do their weddings. They don't always have a conclusion figured out when they book them, but they love their weddings. Uh, <laughs> only thing, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll avoid the negativity too. All I'll say is shout out to two uh, veteran independent guys who got some some screen time. The bouncer who was the bouncer out of as they're leaving their bachelor party was a. Uh, uh, Benjamin Boone, and then uh, one of the party goers uh, behind our truth. And them was a, a great veteran wrestler, Nate Matson. Um, so I'll just those are them...
1: yeah, those are big moments for those yeah. guys to be on to be on Raw. It's it can't be understated that those moments are big for them. So it's actually really it is really cool that they got to have that moment. Uh, but in the chat, uh, Matthew Tech uh, with an idea for theory theory out of Atlanta. LOL, that's the ATL. Theory, Atlanta, LOL.
3: There it is. There you go. Is it, is
2: that real thing? (laughs) No, I just, (laughs) there was a reference I was missing. Oh, no, that's that's it. Uh, but I
1: guess as good of a guess as any really. Um, so we had a segment that I actually thought was great later on in the night. And this was probably the final great segment in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, Zelina, she shows they have Zelina and Bianca have a match. I thought Zelina's new entrance gear was cool. They basically say Zelina and Carmella are probably going to have a match down the road. Uh, Bianca gets the win quickly, as we'd expect. But this is where it was cool. I thought anyway. Sonia Deville comes out and says, "I got a new challenger for you. You just got to sign the contract." Bianca does it, and lo and behold, it's Sonia Deville who's the challenger. She's going to get a match against Bianca Belair. I love this, and I am not going to accept negative comments. So on a scale of <laughs> 7 to 10, Justin, where do you rank this? <laughs> uh,
3: <it's a> 7.1. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's good for her to, you know, she's, she's took a long time off, and obviously, personally, it was, was, was well-covered on Wrestling Inc. and everything, you know, had the crazy-ass stalker. So, I mean, it, it's good that she's back in the ring and she's been on screen pretty regularly. So she gets like just the regular heat cause she's on TV as the authority figure or, or the faux authority figure. So, I mean, good for her, but I, I, well, I mean, I, I'm going to see her in the ring. Great, but I'm not, I mean, you know, she, I'm, she's not taking the title from Bianca or, or so I got, to hope not, you know, so.
1: Right. I, I think what I like about this is it's a great person for Bianca to face that Bianca can get a win on and it's not going to feel like they've burned a great like i think a lot of people would say it could be oscar or bailey or someone else but i don't want bailey to come back and take an l right away or oscar to come back and take an l right away but i also want bianca to get a win so i think that's what i like about it it's, this is someone bianca can beat but it's also well, something we haven't seen and it's fun
3: that and let's hope that if this gets deville back into the mix of being a regular performer uh, in ring performer fine because it's ran its course of her, of her and even Adam being, again, these just figurehead people that run these shows. As long as Vince and Stephanie and, and, and Triple H and these people are alive and capable to be, appear on TV and do from time to time, it is absolutely pointless. It was pointless when it was Constable Corbin. It's absolutely pointless to put these manufactured figurehead wrestlers as authority figures. It doesn't It's not believable when you have the real people that make decisions there that are again perfectly capable on-air talents. It's just a waste of time. And, and and look, take a page out of AEW's book. You don't need to have on-screen authority figures to run a show. You can just have matches made and things happen and move along. You don't need it. I know it's WWE's way, but it's it's far over overdrawn.
1: And Raj, uh, I wanted to get your point on something regarding that. Really, is later on Sony Deville takes a few shots at Adam Pearce and tells him not to be jealous. Is this? Uh, are we going to see a divide in the the GMs?
2: You know, to, kind of to Justin's point, I, I'd like to see her just kind of completely move away from the GM role and go back to being a, uh, an active wrestler. Uh, I thought, you know, w- once the angle started, you could kind of see it coming a mile away. But I thought it was still, I thought it was well done. It's a fresh, fresh match. It's a fresh feud. Uh, something for Bianca to do. And to your point, Jack, you don't want to bring someone in like an Oscar or Bailey returning and have him take a loss right off the bat, or you don't want to beat Bianca right now either. So, uh, you know, it gives Bianca someone to feud with and, and and a good win. So, so I liked it, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of just done with the authority figures. I feel like the, they they don't add much to the show. It's not like uh, you're, I, I do think you should have someone there that can make big announcements and things like that. But outside of that, it's just been overdone to death.
1: Right. It's uh yeah. I mean, especially with the two of them they've had for so long. I don't know. It's been a weird they're weird with their authority figures, but uh in the chat uh Amit uh Chaudhary and let me know if I said that correctly uh says, "I was expecting Bailey. I think a lot of people are expecting Bailey and Oscar to make a return soon. I have no idea what their return timetable is, but uh in fact, Raj, do you know do you have any information on their situations regarding their health uh oscar and bailey bailey should
2: be soon oscar i have no idea um yeah i i i I can't tell you anything else on oscar but bailey uh bailey should be soon i have a
1: feeling it'll be after wrestlemania backlash just because if they have lacey evans coming back plus bianca seems tied up with stuff and i feel like everything's kind of tied up through backlash so there's no real point in bringing them back just yet yeah i don't that's pure wild speculation i have no idea um so uh we get to the end of the show here and it's a rk bro versus alpha academy match and uh, rk bro gets the win usos come out they say they want to unify the titles street profits come out they say we want to have a match first we get the street profits versus the usos it's a good one as you would expect with an incredible ending but of course, the show goes off the air as the street profits attack RK Bro, and they get cleaned out. And then USO's attack RK Bro, and are left standing with the titles above their head. Justin, are we unifying all the titles? Is this just the start of uh, combining everything?
3: I don't know about everything. I, I still don't know if they know what the hell they're doing with Roman. I, 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 I don't believe that they're going to have just one world title. I just I I can't. It didn't it didn't work or never stuck. In the past, and they've tried to do this, and then and that was even when everything was all under one NBC Universal umbrella. Now that you have Fox and Raw, I, I don't see how that could happen. To the tag titles, I'm okay if they do, because as, as, as entertaining as RK-Bro and Alpha Academy and Street Profits are, I feel like I've just seen the same entangled web with all of them for how many months? Okay, Usos is a nice thing to throw in here. So I mean I I'm I'm okay with making just one tag team title. Same thing as how it is with the women. There's just one tag team title, and show me you can actually try to book one champion appear on both shows and and have you know you know have their own rivalries in each show. Show me that can be done, and I'd love for that to also try to be done for the world title picture. But I just don't see it happening. Um, I think they will unify the tag titles. That'll happen. How long it sticks, we'll see. But no, I mean, the U.S. will still be there. The IC will still be there. And, I, and again, I don't think they know what the hell they're doing with, with Roman in the world title picture. I really don't.
0: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare. 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare. 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
2: It, it is kind of interesting because if they do that, then you have three titles that are basically um, unified that were, you know, we're not brand specific because you you'd have Roman, uh, the women's tag titles, and then the regular tag titles, and the twenty four seven title. Well, twenty four
3: seven is to raw always. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, is it? Yeah. <clears throat>
1: that 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 was that, that
3: that was pulled out as a, a thing to try to like. I, I think that was like a USA. It was a USA, r- a USA idea yeah. suggestion of like more must see television.
1: <laughs> Doesn't that go fly right in the face of twenty four seven? I believe. One of the seven is Friday and two nope. of 24 nope. Nope. is it was the their weekend. idea. Fox can't <laughs> <fans> steal <feel> it. <laughs> nope. Then <laughs> they Fox should, is missing
2: out. They um, should
1: call at the very least the 622 championship.
2: I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, Jack. They're they were, they have not even hinted at splitting the world titles, you know, Romans two titles back or or doing anything in that direction. Um, so you know, there. Were, I know Andrew Zarian and Matman Radio. He was saying that right now they don't have a plan. They don't know what they're doing with it, and yeah. it, it definitely feels that way. You know, kind of ending the brand split. This is kind of how it starts out a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you got Fox and USA two completely. De- it's not like when you had, you know, Raw and SmackDown both on USA. Now you you know you got one on Fox and and one on. USA which is you know completely different companies so it it does make it interesting like would USA and Fox be fine uh not having separate rosters uh do they care as long as the ratings are good so you know because part of it almost feels like WWE is seeing the ratings that they've been doing the last few weeks where you haven't had the strict the strict brands you've got talent going back and forth and it just feels like the shows have felt more lively and um, maybe they're seeing that and being like, well, maybe we should continue down this path.
1: It, it It's weird because I understand why he'd be better to have two world titles. But at the same time, I it feels like if Roman lost one title, it'd feel a little underwhelming to know he still had the other one. I, I don't know. It'd be kind of like when Kenny Omega had the two titles and then he lost the Impact title. And it felt a little bit like... <sighs> eh, okay, now I've seen him lose. It's, it, him being the champion doesn't hit the same way. It's
3: a, it's a catch-22 because, yeah, you're right, Jack, there's that. There's the underwhelming of he loses one and he still another one, but then what's better? Is there that or does he vacate one of them and that makes that particular one that he vacates just seem worthless? Why does right. he vacate that one? Yeah, right. I'd, I'd almost think if they
2: wanted to get one of the titles off of Roman that they'd do it in a triple threat or a multi-person match where he doesn't have to take the pin. Um, So that way, it's it's one in the ring, but you know, again, when triple H became the first world heavyweight champion, they, Carrick <laughs> Bischoff just gave him the belt. Uh, they didn't do any kind of tournament or anything for it. So who knows? I, 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 I get the feeling that WWE doesn't know right now. So. And we do, if we're
1: honest, us fans, we do have
2: both long
1: and short term memories. Cause you say that about triple H and I was like, I forgot that happened. And it was like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, I guess over time we did just kind of forget that, he was just handed the title and
2: then we moved on from it. Um yeah, you hated uh, you hate it that night <laughs> within right. a couple of weeks you're over it. Becky, Becky Lynch also won the two belts at WrestleMania. She lost one by pin though, uh the next month. But after that, she ha- kept that raw belt forever. Right. And so it's yeah, and even when Asuka was was handed
1: the title after money in the bank, you kind of go, Oh, that was kind of weird. She just was handed it, and then you go, Okay, I'm
2: back to. I guess right. Well, she did win money in the bank and it, it yeah. yeah, so it, well, it it made a little more sense.
3: And and and, and wasn't was she handed it because of because Becky Legit was going because she was pregnant, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So they brought like some real world stuff into it. Right. Yeah. So um yeah, we'll we'll
1: have to see uh, what happens on Smackdown. I mean, Roman Reigns, Reigns didn't tell us we have to, but We'll have to see how this plays out on SmackDown. I would
2: love if every week Roman Reigns comes out. It's just like, tune in to SmackDown and leaves. Every, every
1: week, he spends 45 minutes getting to the ring. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I love that Miz called out and made fun of Cody Rhodes' entrance. Just <laughs> he took all night getting to the ring. All, blew the pyro budget.
2: Miz <laughs> oh, was great. He was fantastic here. And he is great. I mean, he's so good at, you know in promos and everything like that. I tell you, I think once he's gone, we're going to look back at him eventually with
1: like a, uh, under like, like a, I want to say like a Mr. Perfect. Like we didn't appreciate just how good he was at times while we had him, uh, kind of way.
3: Um uh, I think he'll be, he'll be doing a podcast with you. You guys look like you'd be hanging on the same surface. <laughs> we'll we'll like, tell me about your wrestling life. And he'll be like,
1: like what? And I'm like, I don't know. Just all of it. And then that'll be, that'll be my interviewing uh, <laughs> <laughs> questions. Uh, but uh, I think that does it for us. Anyone in the chat, let us know if you have any other questions or thoughts or anything that came across on the show that you'd like us to chat about. Uh, but before we go, and, and as we wait for those, uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up this week. Raj, you've got NXT after shows. We've got on Tuesday, we or yeah, Tuesday, we've got Wednesday's Dynamite after show. We've got Thursdays pop culture and wrestling show we've got friday's uh smackdown and rampage after show wrestling Inc. just doesn't sleep
2: no sleep man no sleep for the weary and then also we're covering this weekend we don't we won't have podcasts for these but there is battle of the belts on saturday and uh new japan pro wrestling windy city uh riot that's also this weekend that we'll be covering that it features john moxley versus will osprey huge match Ironically, going head to head with AEW, so <laughs> AEW, but you know, not many people are going to be watching the New Japan. But still, it is it is kind of strange. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. super busy week. Um, so yeah, we just keep trucking. Last week was kind of the end of last week was kind of nice. Things slowed down. Nothing going on over the weekend. No big stories breaking. So uh, got then, a little bit of energy back. And then Tony <laughs> tweeted about bots. And everything went nuts. And there, there it goes.
1: By the way, I like how you guys just reached out to him. Like, hey, Tony, do you have him on speed dial? You're like, hey, Tony, yeah, what's we, up with his tweets? We reach out to Tony a lot. Yeah. We reach out to WWE a lot. Do you Do you have Vince McMahon's number on speed
2: dial? Can, I like, can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> hey, Vince. <laughs> did you hear about the bots? <laughs> it's like, He's like, he changed his phone number. <laughs>
1: Only call me for emergency. All right. Hey, you hear about the bots? <laughs> I would you, love to ask Vince about the like, bots.
3: Can you imagine somebody <laughs> explaining to him Twitter bots?
2: <laughs> I
3: can just imagine that
2: stare. Well, goddamn, pal. <laughs> God, man, I would love to see Vince and Tony on like some talk show at the same time. Because they're so different. Like so
3: insanely different that it would be just a riot. Their commercial break Vince leads over. So pal, how much do you squat these days?
1: <laughs> Vince would show up in the black tank top, I think.
3: <laughs> Probably the black tank
2: top, black jeans.
1: Yeah, just ready to ready to go in the in the ring. Uh that was, that was so funny. I think Vince would just stare at him in disapproval the whole time they talked. <laughs> Uh, well, that does it for us. Um, uh, thanks to you, to everyone who's been joining us tonight Joseph Boza, uh, Safety Sekovic, AKA Sajo BXNYC. Brian Reyes, Anthony Y, Tuck Graff. Thank you, guys. God Uh, bless you.
3: The Jack, you try to read their full screen. Just Say the first word. You know it's them. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to read this whole thing. I try my best.
1: Uh, But thank you, guys, uh, for joining us. I think that does it for us. You can find me, uh, Jack Farmer, at Real Jack Farmer, across all social media. Justin LaBar, at Justin LaBar, and at Raj Geary, underscore, three, zero, three, to find the boss man himself. And follow at Wrestling Inc, always. Uh, that does it for us. Uh, until next time, until tomorrow, see you guys. Have a good evening.
0: You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.